Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmissions with dance beats and You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl with your host, Dawn Marie. In the mix. In the mix. Dawn Marie. Conga Curdy's in the house, everyone. But this is Conga Curdy, Curtis Parsons from the Hurry Band, and he's the percussionist. And I have to tell you, he freaking rocks. So. Let's get moving and grooving. You know, we don't have that much time together, so I just wanted to ask a few questions because I want the guys out there to know what you're up to, and I'm hoping that your family, everybody's okay and safe where you yes. are. Yeah. Are you in Hawaii I'm now, or where are I'm you? I'm in at? Portland, Oregon. Um, Oregon, okay. Portland, Oregon. I moved up here in October from San Diego. Um, nice. I got this job offer to do like a uh, hemp growing hemp and I'm in the fields and we're on 10 yeah. acres and our heart overalls, you know, in the morning nice. and getting out in the fields. And, <laughs> That's, cool. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I've been wanting to get out there. I hear it's just so pretty up there, but, um, so that Jesse, I know has been wanting to get out there too. So maybe we can get out there together sometime and, uh, check it out. Uh, anytime. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you got staying busy, but you know, there's a couple of things that I'm kind of sad about, but nowhere near what you know what most of the world is dealing with right now. So it's it's kind of hard because I'm kind of like I don't I don't mind quarantine so bad because I'm always like stuck inside and doing my own thing. Anyways, I'm out in nature where nobody is most of the time. So they shut down the beaches for a while, you know, and, and like it almost sounds kind of like you know foolish to say the things that I'm sad about, like the gym, the beach. <laughs> The mountain. I heard a few months ago that you guys had a new release. Can you tell us about it? Yes. I mean, I guess it would be a few months ago, uh, more like five or six months ago now. I'm kind of losing track of time. But it was a new album called Dreamer and was just amazing. Um, so much stuff. I think the last time we talked to Dreamer hadn't quite came out yet. We were still working on it and, you know, mostly the work behind it was Patricia and, and her whole team. You know, I, I again, I have the easy job. Well, after yeah. they do all like the hard part, they'll bring it up and ask me to nice it up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it felt it's a total blessing to work with some of the people that were on the album and, and the producer, you know, Danny, Danny Collab. And, you know, he's done stuff with like Beck and, you know, Trisha, Patricia actually went to, I want to say Texas or like it's called like a reggae recording ranch and she oh, brought wow. some some pretty heavy musicians with her to record like the basic base of it nobody that was from the band but just to do something a little bit different and nice. get some different um creation and it turned out really well i like i like the album a lot that sounds pretty amazing have anything on the horizon for touring do they say anything about like future dates or anything like that well, we do have dates and we do have stuff scheduled. I know that we were supposed to do some things in October, like all the, I think it was Cali Roots and I think, let's see, Vegas Roots and a couple other ones. So they're, what's happening in the music scene is they're all rescheduling and they're doing it for a number of different reasons. You know, there's like the refund aspect, and there's all kinds of stuff happening, but they're rescheduling with high hopes that the concerts will still happen, that music will still keep on going. But, you know, with me knowing a lot of people kind of on the inside, you know, I really believe it's going to be throughout the whole summer and probably the year. 
from what it sounds like to me before we see any real bigger festivals. I, I think they're first going to start to bring on smaller little bar venues, which would be good for a lot of bands that, that play in smaller venues. Sure. And that's what it sounds like. But the big almost sounding like they're going to just like try to do away with those entirely, which is pretty sad. It's but really I'm sure sad. they're going to figure out some kind of club to get us together, whether if we're wearing masks or, you know, the future is kind of like, kind of unknown with the music right now. I know, it's scary. It really is. And you guys were coming in uh, to do the reggae festival and it just happened like like two weeks before it was supposed to go up and I was so bummed out because I know we had a scheduled an interview to do together. And that's when I'm like, what the hell with it? I'm getting you on Zoom. <laughs> I don't want to wait until I see you again. So we're going to get you on now. I know they said in October it's supposed to happen, but I'm hoping, like you say, maybe everybody wears a mask and they just do the right things and you know we can actually have a great time and party on because <laughs> i miss it i miss music i miss the shows i miss you guys and uh, you know there's a lot i think that we can learn from this and i think it's almost like you know the world is cleansing itself by this happening so i'm hoping that it's a, going to be a, a good thing in the end i think it's going to bring a lot of families together that maybe didn't have time to spend together so uh and just friends in general like taking things we take things for granted so often that I think, you know, this maybe is a wake up call for a lot of people to just be like, you know, maybe I should do this some more. Maybe I should do some more of that and actually, you know, start to look within and, and who knows what can come out of it. I think a lot of people can get some amazing, even career wise, like somebody who's stuck in an office, doesn't want to be there, decides I'm going to do a side hustle. And, you know, I mean, I've been doing that for years, but it's just one yep. of those things, you know, a lot of people don't think that they can do it, but maybe now they actually start to feel like they can do it. You know? So I hope that um, it all has a benefit coming out of this craziness. So um, uh, let's, let me just ask, uh, so our drumsters can find out, how did you get into percussion? How did you get started? I started in the uh, sixth grade. And I uh, went to, it was like when the first time we were getting like different classes, right? We had like, you know, you had like different, I think it's periods, period, like six periods a day or something. And then each period was like a different class. So I had a music class and then the music class, I wanted to be a drummer. The teacher said I didn't have the rhythm. And he told me if I go home and practice and I come back and I prove myself that I will uh, get the position. Took me about two weeks. I practiced it. I came back and I worked my way up the first chair. And by the second year, I was in the specialty percussion band on a full drum jazz kit. It was in the jazz band. Uh, yeah, it was from there rocking. <laughs> I uh, I bet your teacher just ate his words on that one, didn't he? <laughs> Not a smart thing for him to say. Some credit for it because he was like, if I wouldn't have held you back, you wouldn't have tried so hard. <laughs> so he's taking that into what. I always had the rhythm. But the, That's cool. the other way that I got started in music was there was a band from Jamaica that came through my hometown where I went to high school in Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington. And they were called Jaw Roots. And it was a family band from Jamaica. Oh, and yeah. they were playing at a small coffee shop. And I busted out my 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 dashiki uh, and my drum. And I was like just kind of hanging out. And they wow. fucking loved it. And <laughs> it was just a, kind of what happened with a couple other bands is as soon as they hear some of the accents, they're like, hey, can you come to the studio next week? No. <laughs> so that was kind of awesome. how that started. And I feel like a little kid on the school on the school ground. You have to ask, hey, can I play? And they're just, you know, all the big <laughs> kids are like, you know, wait your turn. 
And then when they finally let me, this, this dude got skills. Yeah, it's, it's about, I definitely recommend that with anybody, no matter no matter what it is that we're doing or that you're doing, you know, I mean, it's like you get, I get told no more often than I get told yes. And if it's something that you believe in, you love, you know, my mom always told me, it's like, you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. You can do anything you want, but obviously the, the bigger your goals, the harder you're going to have to work. And so for real, like, I mean, that was one of those things where, and even still now to this day, I'm still like, you know, pushing my way in and work, you know, you, you, you got to do it in a respectful, graceful way. And when it's your time to shine, you got to step up and hit your solo and nail it, you know, but be ready for that. Cause like shy thing where you're like, no, you know, like you just kind of get pushed off to the side and no one will ever really hear you, what you were put here to do, you know? And I'm shy. I even being on this interview or anything, I'm like, you know, I feel nervous, you know, like all the time, but like, you know, we, we like this and, you know, bigger, smaller, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like, push past your, I got to push past my comfort zone to really create the goals and the manifestations that I'm really trying to make happen. And even now, still percussion, I was told no, no, no on so many levels, but I'm like, okay. My mom always said that too. She's like, no means maybe. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Especially if it's something that lines your ethics and your integrity, you know, obviously there's no, that's, you know, obviously there's a lot of good no's out there that you shouldn't be doing. Like they'll be breaking the law. And stuff like that. But when it comes to like your passion, your art and your expression, don't ever let anybody tell you no. And that's what I'm still doing to this day. You know, it's my art, it's my expression and no one can do that. That is fantastic. And um, (laughs) thank you for saying that because it's really, it gets, I'm sure so many people get frustrated or they quit too soon because they can't handle the rejection. And you know, this whole business is nothing but rejection. Like you say, you get a lot more no's than you get a yes. But I remember when I was in real estate, when I was 19, my manager was like, you know, Dawn Marie, you're going to hear a hundred no's before you hear your first yes. And I was like, ah, aha moment, you know? So from that point, I realized like, you know, don't take it personally, just do your thing and keep plugging away because you never know if you quit, it just could be right around the corner. And, you know, why would somebody want to give that up when you know it could be had? And yes, and I, and I always believe that, you know, nothing good ever comes easy either. And we have to really, really push ourselves and keep the fire under our asses lit so that, you know, you're going to just go ahead. Because if not, you know, how easy it is to just start watching episodes on Netflix and not practice and rehearse and, you know, get the blisters on your fingers or whatever it is you have to do to just make a success out of it. How did you end up getting the gig with with Harry? The gig with Harry is pretty Hiri, cool. Sorry. We, um, <laughs> say that. No worries. Again, that was like a volunteer thing. I volunteered at the local... Um, a festival at Cali Roots. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't local for me, but that was it was like a you know Monterey, California, and I just volunteered. I had my volunteer shirt on, and before I went, I made up all my percussion business cards from Vista oh, uh, Print for for free, and I took all these little percussion logos and put them all under the card. And everybody that got, got my cart or that I went to, I just smiled, said, "Hey, if you guys ever need any percussion, here you go." And again, wow. that was one of those things I passed out over a hundred cards and the only person that was like i mean took me seriously and put me right away was hyrie's husband uh jamie he was the man he's the manager for hyrie and uh we ended up just talking they were talking about they're going going to cabo the following week and i'd been living down there for five years and yeah no he was like hey do you want to be in the music video at cali roots and i was like (laughs) well heck because i 
I get hard. I was like, well, hey, call me anytime. He goes, we're recording the official Cali Roots music video. I said, right on. He, uh, I was like, let me go talk to my shift leader and make sure that this is cool. Because, you know, I mean, and he was like, absolutely. I love Irie. That's a great opportunity. So I took my shirt and I flipped it inside out. And I'm in that music video, uh, Cali Roots music percussion that was one of those things they're percussionists in that video why they hired a third one is beyond me but Mm -hmm. when i got there the two guys were like they were like who is this guy you know like what's (laughs) what's he doing here what's going on they put me right in the and you watch the videos and the guys are like oh yeah this guy's like like i like became best friends with both those percussionists like it was just and then they were like yo we're coming down to cabo next week do you want to do the, the drive with us? Because we had drove all the way from Mexico to Monterey. Oh, wow. uh, my partner at the time, me and her, just to be at the Cali Roots and volunteer. And since then, and same thing with her, she does a design, dresses, and, and, oh, and wow. her, her name is a Spirit Locks is what she goes by. And since then, now, she's been invited back every year, given her own little VIP booth for the art, awesome. artist to she's yeah, Cali Roots has just been an opening for so many people, but especially the people who are hungry and don't take no for an answer and kill everybody with kindness and respect and love and picking up, sweeping. Like, literally, I was a volunteer to be there. And it went from being a volunteer to the very next year to signing up. It was like, it blows my mind. That's amazing. Uh, thanks, God. You know, there's obviously something <laughs> happening. God, like, Vista Print freaking freak <laughs> like sweeping garbage this happened i don't know well it was your persistence you know like you said you gave out a hundred cards you, know? so you didn't just all give out three cards and be like ah that's it you know so you you pounded the pavement that day and you, you know and look what you got yeah. out of it that's amazing what a story yeah. i love that a little story on that i don't know if you've heard recently but the we did the dreamer album and then um the high Harry band um, made enough uh, earnings to be able to get a big tour bus, and oh, nice. so it was pretty. Um, but we had a big meeting, and they, and this is another one of those like underdog moments, you know. And this is not something I really like to talk about, but I think it's important for myself and you and anybody that may tune in to hear this. Is that even after touring with them on almost every tour for three years, they told me that Trisha's voice was um, starting to get lose her voice. And the bus was pretty full and they need backup singers. So they asked me to sit aside um, for, for this, these last two tours, you know, oh, and you got to imagine like my thank, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even having management, they had tears in their eyes as well. And it was really like super respectful that they showed up to the meeting and looked me in my eye and were like, man, Curdy, we want you to know that we love you. We think they're great. And I had a choice at that moment. Like you said earlier to, to quit, to leave, to get online and post about all my feelings and emotions mm. during that moment, which were probably not the best feelings and emotions, but I'm a human and I was experiencing them. So all I decided to do was write a post about love and support, have a good trip. I love you guys. And not knowing if I would ever be on the tour with them again. Oh, um, sure enough for Rise Up Florida, Regular Rise Up Vegas, Cali Roots, all the big festival, they called me up. Like a couple months later, I kind of felt like I was just sitting out in the cold, not knowing, you wow. know, because everybody kind of like will say, never really know what's going to happen, you know. And that's one of those things too where I, I felt persistent. 
but not only was my persistent persistent, but it was really like calm on the outside while I was nervous and not necessarily freaking out, but having like, you know, not the best thoughts and feelings. Mm. Anxious is a good word. And Mm -hmm. a couple months before like, Hey, um, we want to, we want to go over some ideas with these bigger festivals that have bigger stages, bigger budget. And we want to bring you out for these ones. And I was like, I almost felt like I was able to kind of breathe, you know, and and not to say like all my cards, but that's definitely the project that I've given my all, you know, so much to, and, you know, being on the album, doing, considering them. And I know they feel the same way about me. We consider each other more as a family rather than like a business relationship. So it's been cool. It's taught me a lot about business. So the, the next fans and people that I'm dealing with now are very business, you know, but someone like Hyrie and, and also I want to mention tomorrow's bad seats. They were also on that tour to Mexico, that very first tour. Right. So tomorrow's bad seats has been the same. Those two bands for me are the two bands that brought me into the SoCal reggae scene mm-hmm. where a lot, you know, all the rest 9% were like, no, no, no. And my wow. loving, persistent and kindness, Tomorrow's Bad Season Highway were the two bands to bring me, to keep bringing me down to the one love and bringing me to the dry Amazing. diggings. You know, Hyrie started to really have momentum. So the, the momentum with Hyrie was so much more, there was so much more busy with Hyrie over the last three years. But whenever uh, Tomorrow's Bad Season had a budget, had a bigger stage, also they would call me up. So those two bands I considered family and it's kind of one of those things i'm not like you know business persistent you know with these two bands i'm really love and family persistent and want to support them and see them succeed whether it includes me or not even though my ego is always trying to like rise to the top and so it's been really cool i mostly say this because i feel like a lot of people may or may not be in my situation but find this opportunity coming up real soon and I, i wouldn't really try to business chop with the first big band or momentum band that's really bringing you in because that within itself is bigger than any monetary value. And still to this day, no no matter what happens with those bands, I honestly feel like I just want to support them as as a family, as a brother would. And then Mm -hmm. money comes like second or third of his support or like the top. And And it's really helped me so much along the way. And a lot of the bands, you know, when we get put to the side, you know, we jump on our social media platform and we start having like a, a little like a what are they, temper tantrum or something. <laughs> yeah. But tantrums. But I, I leave them on the field. I leave them uh, in my bedroom. I'm a workout and that it through tears yes. and through that kind of stuff. You know, social media. I choose to be as positive as I can to be inspiring. But I'm a real person dealing with real dramatic you know mental physical spiritual stuff like mm. every human we all do you know absolutely absolutely and it you know we gotta look at wounds and then be like okay you know what stop the shit get up come on get back on the program again but no that's great because you could have really did some damage if you would have gone out there and said a bunch of negative stuff on your social media and that could have just ruined the, the whole chance of ever going back with them yeah i think a lot of times we don't even feel in the the moment like we we just feel our emotions come up and we don't we can't you know say whether it's what we know but a lot of times especially a social media platform it's like you know put down the bottle of wine or whatever and don't necessarily <laughs> type oh is that a typo <laughs> you know, oops i didn't mean to write that <laughs> <laughs> right in the ass <laughs> no, 
family relationships, you know, we just take that time. Because, you know, if you wait a week or two, it's not, you know, most things are not that big of a deal. And even, even something as dramatic as, you know, divorce and death, which I've been through, all of those things, that they feel like such a big deal. And they are and they a are. big deal. But the level, depth, and big deal that they feel to us, sometimes if we just blah, 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 you know, like verbal diarrhea or, or, or whatever they call it, you know, social diarrhea, whatever they call it, you know, like I just, you know, where mm-hmm. even usually the first emotion that I feel is not always the right emotion, you know, and the more primal and artistic and more bigger heart we have, usually the first emotion is going to be our, our biggest, our biggest feeling and not necessarily you know, the right one to express, you know, all feelings are loved and accepted. But I think for me, especially, I give myself that time to uh, gather my thoughts and be like, okay, this isn't as big a deal. And what I want to express to the world, especially through social media is my best foot forward. I really want to see my friends, my family, whether I know you or not, like I want to see this world be a better place. So whatever I can do to, to keep pushing love, but you know, I'm, I'm more flawed than anybody I know. So even though I push his love and all this stuff, it's like, I still <laughs> deal with it on a daily basis. You know, you know, it's like the devil on this side and the angel on that side. It's like, oh, which one's going to win today? <laughs> but no, it's, <laughs> we all have that. I mean, and you know, as I think as artists, you are just a passionate person and, and to begin with. So I think, you know, emotions run hot and that's just part of, our makeup right because like if you're passionate about something you're going to be passionate when it goes in the opposite direction too um but learning like to like you said to control it and wise enough to know like oh you know what i can't do that and, and like you said if you have that bottle of wine or if you're <laughs> just feeling a little loose you're like well you know was that saying loose loose lips <laughs> sink ships so you know it's just like all right but I'm, I'm just glad that you said that because i think people are abusing the social media where it comes to the diary of the mouth that they're just saying horrible things about people like not thinking twice about stuff and and it's really it's sad to see that that it's like okay you know what People are people and we all have feelings. And, and if you have dirty laundry, like get on the phone and tell to the person that, you know, hurt you or whatever, but don't go telling the whole world yeah. about it. Some things are meant to be kept private. <laughs> so. Yeah, some things are meant to be private uh, for a good reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. Usually. Exactly. So let me ask you, I've got a new little segment here. It's called Dig It or Don't Dig It. Are you interested in playing? Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you like something, you say dig it. And if you don't like it, you don't dig it. <laughs> okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I can dig that. <laughs> so you can dig that. <laughs> I like that. Close talkers. I don't dig it. <laughs> Drivers that tailgate. I don't dig it. <laughs> Ripped jeans. I can dig it. You can dig it. Facial tattoos. I can dig it. <laughs> People who take a lot of selfies. I don't dig it. (laughs) People talking on their cell phones in indoor places. I don't dig it. Sex in unexpected places. I dig it. (laughs) Long nails on women. I can dig it. Long nails on men. I don't dig it. 
<laughs> Thank you for playing that. So tell me, our time is almost up. How can my wonderful drumsters stay in touch with you and follow you and uh, see what's going on in your life? Yeah, um, shoot on Instagram. It's Conga, like C-O-N-G-A, Conga Curdy, K-U-R-T-Y. Um, I have maxed out on my Facebook friends. I think my actual friends are probably like 10. <laughs> somehow I got up to five. So fortunately, I have a little community. Uh, uh, started up a fan page. It's called Conga Curdy and Friends on Facebook. And there's no limit of uh, people that are on that. And we have some Conga Curdy merch. I have snapbacks and T-shirts and tank tops. We have a bunch of stickers. We do free giveaways all the time. And just try to support uh, positivity. Awesome. I'll make sure I uh, put those in the show notes so that everybody can check it out and pick up the new album. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys again. And I really hope that you guys will be back in October so that we can get our jam on. And I, I have a question for you. I know it's kind of on the spot, but do you have any percussion nearby that you can give us a little yes, jingle? Do you want to play us a little something? Sure. drum is that that's really cool what is it <laughs> i didn't hear you i said pretty funny if i just kept playing for 20 minutes straight <laughs> but i was saying i'm just joking i wouldn't do that to you hey can we yeah. our pleasure yeah. Yeah. our pleasure <laughs> now what kind of drum is that? that that's really cool looking it's a djembe uh shape but traditionally the djembes are made out of big trees um like in Africa, it, it, it originates in Africa. Um, but these ones are really cool. These are uh, Remo. Remo makes this one. Oh wow! And really cool because they don't use, they don't take, they don't kill any trees. They don't kill any animals for their skin. It's one hundred percent synthetic. I really do dig the traditional drum. I totally support that for like medicinal, traditional reasons. Um, but a lot of people, I don't know, like if you're going to be traveling a lot, these are like super lightweight, super durable. Everything that we make these are from recycled equipment. Um, and the head is waterproof, made from uh, synthetic recycled equipment as well. So they're a really cool company. I'm hoping to get some kind of endorsement with them because uh, their equipment is everywhere. And they're just super conscious, you know, they're not, you know, they don't feel like they have to go kill a bunch of trees and animals, you know. And like I said, for traditional reasons, for ceremonial reasons, I, I personally am okay with that. But like the level of just production and killing and slaughtering, you know, I feel needs to stop for sure. How long have they been making that? Because that's new to me. I didn't even know that was out. I mean, going on 20 years now. Really? Oh, wow. I've never seen mm -hmm. them in the marketplace. I always see the traditional Jim Bay's out there. Yeah. Guitar oh. Center carries a variety of guitar. All the Guitar Centers carries the yeah. Remos, the Jim oh, wow. Rig. Very nice, too. Gotta go check that out and play one. <laughs> Looks like yeah. fun. 
<laughs> is it is it a lot harder to play on your hands compared to the uh, traditional drum? Um, I, I like my hands much better. I feel much more connected. And uh, yeah, percussion was my choice to change to percussion because I was a drum kit player. On my first band, Rise and Shine, all through college, I was a drum kit player the entire time. Oh, and wow. I dig it, but it's way more difficult for me to play the drum kit. Uh, the percussion feels very, I feel very connected uh, to my, per, you know, my hand percussion. It's like a direct connection. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but. How did you find the transition from the kit to the djembe? Like when you're I literally, climbing and stuff like I that? Love, and I love to just, I always felt like, cause I've been the drum kit player. I was always doing my, my thing, right. You know, like I'm going mm -hmm. out to the ocean or the woods on some random you know, monkey man trip in the jungle somewhere. <laughs> and the, the band canceled shows because the drummer wasn't there. And I was like, well, how about this? I've always wanted to be a percussionist, you know, like for the band anyways. And the band, again, was, they were like, no. So I was persistent, persistent. I put a, put a post, everything, and like secretively hired a drummer that came to the a live show because my band didn't even want to let anybody rehearse. And I was like, because uh, I had a microphone on backup vocals, like, okay, I'm going to take a little break. And for our next three songs, I had the drummer practice. He's going to come up and play these songs. And the band's looking at me like, are you kidding me? And I'm all smiling. He comes up and he just kills it, like nails every part perfect. And the band's like, fuck yeah. It was a college band, so punk rock, reggae. From then on out, I played most of the shows, but when I wanted to go on one of my trips, I, we didn't have to cancel the show. So that was nice. honestly how that kind of came about. <laughs> but I was playing, I can remember, the first time I really got into it was 15 years old at Rainbow Gathering. It was a big psychedelic fest with all oh, these man. hippies from all over the country. Oh, man. Day parties <laughs> and take, eat ass. And so like, <laughs> I days and days. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, from then on out, I was like, my, my drum kit skill transferred to that drum, and I knew from 14 years old that's what I wanted to do. Wow, that's really amazing, because I know, like, some people who, who play the kit, they don't like playing, you know, any kind of hand instruments, and then there's people who, you know, who play their hand instruments, they don't want to play full kit, so it's interesting to see when one goes from one to the other, and like, I like both of them, but I find that, like, my hands can't handle playing, like, too long. It's, I just, I think I have arthritis settling in. But, you know, playing the kit, I'm fine, because then it's like, you know, I've got my sticks, and it's still, it works for me. But it, I wish I could do that, because it looks more rhythmic. It just feels like you could get into a trance when you're playing, and it's just, uh, it's really cool. But I can't wait to see you guys live again. And, Curdy, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it and taking the time out. And if you have anything that you need to let me share with the guys out there watching and listening, please, you know, just shoot me an email or a text or something, and I'll be sure to add it into the show notes. And uh, right on. I wish you the best, and I hope you stay safe and well. And I hope to see you in October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Thank you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. And to my drumsters out there, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you being here. And don't forget to check the show notes for everything on Congo Curdy so that you can stay in touch and be in the know. And I'm so excited because I finally finished the book. 
and it's out. It's at 151secrets.com, and I'm selling it for $1 right now because I'm trying to raise some money for a couple of different uh, fundraiser activities here. One is for No Kid Left Hungry, and the other one is for uh, Project Girl is to help women in human trafficking. So if you can help the efforts, I really appreciate it. Again, it's at 151secrets.com. It's not just an audio book. You get a bunch of different bonuses with it, and there's a little video on there. So check it out, and I hope to see you on the next call. Until the next time, remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. 